everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Years and years ago, Lisa, that's what we looked like right up there. In fact, 40 years ago, we were in the ninth grade. Look at we the We met hair. at church. And the rest is history. <laughs> and those were, um, now Ed tells me, they're, they're silk shirts. That was all the rage back then. Now mine was 100% polyester, but Ed assures me that his was pure silk. Oh, mine was pure silk, there's no doubt. I don't believe no it. I don't believe it. I think it, yours but, was polyester, but, but mine, yeah, 100% silk. silk. Now, some people would look at that, Lisa, and go, wait a minute. You mean today, as we talk about relationship goals, Today, as we talk about stepping aboard this relationship, last time we talked about friendship. Today, we're talking about spouse selection or dating. You mean to tell me that you guys have something to say about dating? That was back in the day. That's old school. That's archaic. That was 1976, to be exact. 1976 was a very, very good year. And what Truth was known about dating in 1976, though some things have evolved as far as, you know, technology and all these different things. One truth remains the same, is that some principles and practical things about dating relationships are still in play today that were in play back in the day. Because the the Bible is a treatise on relationships. Think about this very quickly. God is a relationship-driven God we were out of relationship. I'm talking about mankind because of our behavior, sin. God fixed the sin problem, relation fixed, you could say, by sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, thereby affording us the opportunity to establish this relationship with Christ. From there, after we have this relationship with Jesus, then he tells us that how you relate to others is very, very important and strategic. We relate to our parents as we're born. We step on this relationship. We get our sea legs. And then from there, we relate to other people. And then something happens. Then we begin to notice that special someone in that polyester shirt. (laughs) And then we find ourselves leaning against a car, smiling for a picture 40 years ago. And now 40 years later, here we are, at Fellowship Church, talking about the adventure of this relationship. With relationship goals, we know that there are some qualities about relationships that can affect us. Number one, are we cruising? That's what we really want to do in life. We want to cruise with our relationships. We want to have a destination. We want to have a purpose. But often we find ourselves not cruising. We find ourselves drifting just on the seas of relativism, yeah, can you imagine going jumping, nowhere. Yeah, can you imagine getting on board a ship and like, okay, here I am. I'm on this beautiful yacht. Where are we going? I don't know. We're just going just gonna, to, uh, seriously, where are we going? You're going to go somewhere. And we talked about some categories of relationships. Some relationships right now are drifting. You're drifting. And you're like, whoa, I'm seated next to the person I'm drifting with. And we're just kind of floating along. Others are sinking. You have someone who's actually pulling you down. Someone that, that you're with who's, who's, not, who's not really helping you. They're not really encouraging you. 
Then others here are like, Ed, whoa, we are cruising, man. We're on this ship. We've set our five sails and we're tacking into the wind. And man, we, we are going to the destiny that God has for us. So I think it's important for us to really drill down, Lisa, and to take a long, hard look at this dating game. Because even parents, we have, we have four kids, play a role in this dating game. All of us know singles. We can say something or know something about spouse selection. So, so this is a monstrous topic on, on, on the ship called relation. I remember the first time I ever had um, exposure to or an encounter with these binoculars. It was um, when I was a kid, my dad was an avid football fan and he would go to williams Bryce Stadium to see the University of South Carolina Gamecocks play football. Now back then, you didn't have the big HD screens. You didn't have, you know, the instant replay on a screen. You had to really pay attention to the game or you're going to miss something. And my dad would always take his binoculars because he had his certain seats which were not too close. Maybe you could call them the cheap seats, but we were way in the distance and he would use his binoculars to see up close what was going on on the field. So from a distance, he could see up close. And I think that is really what dating is all about because you, you walk on a boat, a ship, you're gonna have a pair of great binoculars. And binoculars give you the opportunity, just what you said, to see at a distance up close. I mean, you're up close. It's almost paradoxical, isn't it? But you're at a distance. That's dating. That's dating. It's not like you buy the boat. I mean, you're not, you're not married, but you are looking and checking the person out to see, all right, where are they going? To see if they have those five sails. To see if they can tack into the wind. To see if they're, if they're, if they're seaworthy. Because if I'm buying a boat, I'm going to look at the boat. You know, I'm going to walk around the boat. That's the first thing you should do. You should walk walk around the boat and look. And so you, you have to be attracted, you know, to the, to the lines, to the, to, to the way the boat sits in the water. And then you have to look at the history of the boat. How many hours does the boat have on it? You, you do. You do. And, and after that, seriously, just to stay with me, is it comfortable uh, and, 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 you know, it, the storage, how, how much baggage, how much, you, you got to bring, okay, the you got to bring the bags and the, and the gear out. <laughs> the, do you have okay. a life jacket? Do you have an anchor? Do you have flares? Do you have binoculars? All those things, honey. And then you make the decision whether to buy the boat or not. Now, I can easily relate that, as I'm doing, to spouse selection. That's good. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Well, I think it's funny. Let's connect the dots. Okay. okay. Um, dating. I mean, we're talking about dating. What is do, dating, Lisa? Do you what really is know what dating is? And I love this definition. The practice of learning about someone enough to know whether or not you are compatible for marriage. There Whoa. you go. That's the definition of dating. That's it. It's about looking into the life from afar, not necessarily up close. The problem yes. is we confuse it. We, we confuse dating with mating. It's important to know that dating is from a distance. It's not mating. It's from a distance seeing the compatibility factor, the characteristics of someone. So you're peering into their lives to see if these five sales of relationship success are practiced in their life. This book I wrote, Lisa, that has uh, 
done very, very well rating your dating while waiting for mating. Notice the progression. You date, then you make the covenant, the commitment, you mate. Yeah. You don't mate your way into marriage. You date, then you get married. That's why when it comes to sex, that's what I'm talking about right now, that's when it comes to sex, God does not say no. He says, wait until you find the ultimate. Wait until after this covenant in marriage. If I'm, a, if I'm a, a wise dater, Lisa, as opposed to a dumb dater, if I'm a wise dater, I'm going to take the binoculars out and I'm going to see, okay, okay, this vessel has five sails and these sails are set to the right place They're catching the wind of the Holy Spirit of God, and they're going somewhere. It's important to look at these sales. We looked at them uh, concerning friendship and general relationships, but this is the next tier in relationships, which would be dating. So the first sale is intentionality. We need to be intentional about um, our goals, our focus, and our purpose. Intentionality, that means you're calculated, you're planned, you're studied. And and here's what I love about fellowship. We spend a lot of time talking about what happens before you get married. Why? Because what happens before the wedding runner affects what happens after the wedding runner. In fact, everything is accentuated. Yes, it Whatever is. you're experiencing in the dating relationship. He just has a little lying problem. Well, if he has just a little exaggeration problem before you're married, when you get married, it's all highlighted. We think that it go, goes away when we walk down it the doesn't. wedding runner. It doesn't. It becomes accentuated. So Those little things that might get on your nerves. Yeah, intentionally. Like me interrupting you. Yeah, that's it. Like, like I remember when we started dating, you said, honey, you interrupt a lot. I do. I know. It's bad. I had the sin of interruption. Well, now it's probably gotten even worse. <laughs> Now that we've been married for 33 years, that's an example that you see right right here. There's a cadence. But look with intentionality at the potential dater. Are they intentional with their yeses and their noes in how they they pursue their dreams and how they pursue their goals? And do their goals match up intentionally with the goals of God? That is, I mean, if 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 they don't, Lisa, what I would tell you to do is take your little boat do a 180, start the engine, get out of there. Shoot the flare. I'm out. I love it. The Bible says this, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 22, and here's the game we'll play. I love this. I love this. When, when you see a highlighted word, say it with me, okay? Run. Run. From anything that gives you the evil thoughts that young men often have, but stay, stay close. close. To anything that makes you want to do right. Have faith and love and enjoy the companionship of those who love the Lord and who have pure hearts. So we need to date those, obviously, who are followers of Christ, but more than that, I mean, that's the most important thing. They need to walk in purity. They need to act in purity. They need to talk in purity. Why? Because Jesus is pure. Then 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Don't be teamed with those who do not love the Lord. How can a Christian be a partner 
with one who doesn't believe. And I did a study on this several years ago, and I talked about this several months ago. Some of you might remember, some of you might not. It's being equally yoked. That's the, that's the word picture. You yoke animals of the same kind and the same strength together. A yoke is a wooden instrument with two holes and the animals put their heads in the holes. And then if you have an animal that's just alike on one side and an animal just like the other on the other side, you're going to plow in straight lines. But you would not yoke together an oxen and a donkey. You are unequally yoked. You're not going to plow in straight lines. And to get deeper into this, a lot of donkeys would eat poisonous grasses and their breath could literally make the oxen sick. So you see the beauty of Scripture. God wants us to walk in concert in unity to be intentional about who we date. You've got to put yourself in a position to win, to score. The best place to meet someone is right here at the local church. No doubt about it. That does not mean, though, that everybody you meet in church is the person that you should be dating. Heck to the no. Don't think that. Oh, I met her at fellowship, so she must be the one. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily, because basically we're just a collection of people with, with problems and, and situations yep. and all of that, and that's what, what it's all about. So you don't, you know, you need to be intentional about seeing these things in their life that, that are adding yeah, up. Are they intentional, but though? But your opportunity yeah. to find a spouse in the house is a lot more likely. Yes, it increases that's greatly. But, but intentionality, Lisa, okay. are they seeking after the things that God desires. The second sale is that of truth. I like that word, truth. The, the, the word truth would, would mean the real facts about something. Think again about God. God is not a wallflower. God, intentional. God did the relational work by sending Jesus. Jesus stepped toward mankind. He did the work. Also, Jesus tells the truth about our condition. We're sinners in need of a savior, That's what he says. When I become a Christian, I'm intentional about this decision. I respond to to God's response and I confess. I tell the truth about my condition. I need a savior. How truthful is the person? Forgiveness. Lisa last time said this. Forgiveness is the gift we receive and a gift that we give. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4.32. We read it last week. Let's read it again. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving Forgiving one one another, another, just as God has forgiven you because you belong to Christ. Well, when I dated Lisa, and when you're dating that special someone, when you're on that relationship and you're having fellowship and worship and discipleship, you'd better turn, take out the binoculars and see how she or how he handles conflict. It's important because how, basically when you have a dating and relationship. Let me say this too, let me interrupt you. Basically, now, when you have a dating people, relationship, I'm no, just going to keep going. Sometimes people say this. I've, I've heard this. Don't go, don't go like, oh, we never fight. Oh, gosh. 
Check we your never pulse. argue. Please check your I pulse. I go, man, hang out with me. I want to start a fight and see how it goes because you've got to argue. I had to say that. Go ahead. Go That's ahead. good. Go ahead. That sorry. was worth the interruption. But basically, you're talking about two people who are dating who are imperfect people. So you're bound to have a disagreement. You're bound to have an argument. And if you're bragging about the fact that you're not having an argument, I would say you're probably um, not living in the real world. You're not allowing God to use conflict for your growth. An argument is not a bad thing. A disagreement is not a bad thing because it highlights the reconciliation not only that we've received, but that we are commanded to give. So forgiveness is a huge part of this. Look at the family of origin. How do they handle conflict? My family would tend to be a family that did not talk about it as much. We were just no. going, you know, the feelings get a little frosty. You get a little, um, you kind of. Yeah, you, you, you guys kind of Tupperware the anger. You put it in Tupperware, close it, the top, yeah. put it in the fridge, and then, and then, and then you go. know, a couple of months later, <laughs> you well, I mean, I was just going to say we swept it under the carpet, but that's okay. We'll use the Tupperware. And so Tupperware. you have to look at that. Or you look at how Ed's family would deal with it, uh -oh. where they talk. No, I'm not going to. It's just you talked more talk, openly. Yeah. It's just like, like, let's talk about it. And then let's talk about it a little more. And then let's yes. talk about it a little more. And maybe, oh, yeah, let's revisit that one more time. Oh. And so I'm just saying, I mean. It's the way it is. So look at the family of origin and how they handle conflict. But I want to draw your attention to one word that's in this passage of Ephesians 4.32. It says, instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted. That word is um, a picture of our hearts when God is doing work that's in right. our life. So if God is doing work in our lives, we're going to have a tender heart. We're going to realize the forgiveness that we've been shown, that we've received, and we're going to be willing to show that and share that with the person we're dating. Forgiveness. You've got to understand where and how the person deals with conflict. Some people deal with conflict on this relationship like a pirate. They fire cannons, try to sink the other person's ship. They're volatile. Very volatile. And always there's, you know, collateral damage when you fire a cannon. Others, though, are stowaways. Yeah, they hide. That would be are more like mad? my family. No. And they just hide from Honey, their feelings. Honey, where are you? <laughs> that might be me. I'm just saying. But dating is a void. Is that and, a fact? You got to know that, don't you, Lisa? You got to know. Are you a pirate? Are you a stowaway? Do you, do you act like a frappuccino and ice the person out? Yeah, that's true. How about the we need sale? to know that. We need to How know that. How about the sale of unselfishness? Unselfishness. Another We've got to be unselfish. We to Another unselfishness. Um, if someone is all into themselves and only highlighting themselves, they talk oh. about themselves and they share stories about themselves. And when you share something, they one up you and tell more about themselves. So, yeah. That's a warning. That's when and Lisa, you... our parents, that's why we expose the relationship, the dating relationship to our parents, to those people who love us the most. Cause they're like, man, uh, she's cute and all that son, but whoa, all she does is talk about her accomplishments. Philippians 2.4 says, don't just think about your own affairs, right. but be interested, interested in, in others. others too and in what they are doing. It's putting others before yourself. So are you seeing these sales? I mean, you, we better look. Are, are, are you seeing them? In this last one, Lisa, 
Huge. Consistency. 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 The most important thing um, is with all of these sales is that you give them the test of time. Let the four seasons pass. Because if you haven't had an argument, chances are that over a period of time, you will. The shine wears off, the newness kind of falls away, and you're able to stand the test of time in your relationship. Before you ever start talking about marriage, don't get it confused and get too up close talking about intimate things, talking about very you know, futuristic marriage, all of that kind of stuff. Don't do that so quickly because it's a lot easier to walk into that space than it is to back out of it. So let time pass. And this you're saying too, in, in our preparation for this, about how when sex comes in before the covenant and commitment of marriage, it totally clouds your judgment. It's like you just put these, you know, caps on the lenses because yeah. sex clouds everything and you're and mating becomes, instead of dating. Yeah, and yeah it, it becomes a, a, a sex ship as opposed to a relationship. Relationship, that's good. So, I, yeah. I thought that was... That was right out there. There was something else I was going to say. Listen, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, okay, how about this? Did this make sense? And just stay with me. For guys, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> guys, you know, a lot of guys like sports cars. We think if we could have a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, that would be the ultimate. Well, you remember this. Years ago when the kids were small, a friend of mine bought a brand new Ferrari and he was going out of town. He goes, just take it. Here are the keys. I go, he goes, just take it. You can take your kids to school, do whatever, Ferrari. I'm thinking like, Ferrari? Whoa, that's a, that's a sweet car. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. So got in this car. First time I drove it, I'm like, man, this is, you know, I would take the kids to school. After I'd drop them off, I would just do laps around the... Which was a real sight to see him I loved it. cram I loved it. all of the children so, into yeah, I mean, the kids, they were just, it was, it's a, we, we, I drove around, drove around, around for a couple days. And then after a while, I'm telling you, I got tired of the Ferrari because it was impractical. It was super tight. It was hard for me. I'm tall. Hard for me to get in and out of. I scraped it. Don't tell the guy this on the bottom of our driveway like two or three times. It, and after a week, I'm like, I'm glad. Here, take the Ferrari back. I mean, I thanked him. I'm not saying, you know, I wasn't a jerk about it. But I'm saying the shine will wear off. I mean, it's great to focus on a few features, but the showroom mentality can't mess you up. It's about consistency. Yes, you got to have chemistry. Yes, you got to have that. When you see the person, I understand that. Consistency though. Are they involved in the church? Are they serving in the church? How about this? Are they tithing? Tithing is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. So, so, so mom, dad, we need to think these things through. So good. Yeah. So true. Do you see the practical nature of what God has to say about our relationships? Do you see the success that he wants us to have? Yes. God wants all of us to thrive in our relationships. And he's given us practical truth that's the same today as it was back in the day. And he will allow you and encourage you and equip you to have great success in your relationships. Whoa. Now... Next session, marriage. It's time to cruise and set sail 
and catch the wind of where God wants to take us. Let's pray together. God, you're so good. Thank you for this day. Thank you for every person here. I pray for their relationships, for the parents, for the friendships, and especially now, God, for the dating relationships. We ask all these things in Christ's name. listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.